Hey there, my sweet friends. This is Bevan Caramello, and you are listening to The Skinny with Jesus. Today is the 6th of November, 2018. We are wrapping up a six-episode series today called Hey Jude. For the past five episodes, we have been walking through the book of Jude together, really just breaking it down verse by verse and trying to unpack this letter that Jude wrote back in um, the times of the the early church, right after um, Christ, right after his death on the cross and then his resurrection, okay? Jude was the little brother. He was a little brother to Jesus Christ, and he became a follower of Christ only after his death on the cross and then after his resurrection. Okay, the book of Jude only one chapter long. It's it's actually a letter who was written by Jude to the very first Jewish Christians. And as we discovered in our first message of this series, this was also written to us. Okay. Remember all the way back to our intro episode in this series, back to verse one. I'm going to read it for you guys again. Jude says, this is who he's writing this letter out to, okay? Like like if he was going to say, dear Bevan or dear John or dear Sarah, he says, Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James, another brother of Jude and brother of Christ. He says, to those who have been called, who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. That's all of us, right? Any of us who claim Christ as King, as our Lord and Savior, this is for us. The book of Jude was written for us. And then, as we've been learning, Jude, he went on in his letter to warn us about some pretty serious things, right? First, as we read through the book of Jude, we see that, you know, he tells us that godless men will slip in among believers and try to corrupt our thinking and our beliefs. He warns us to reject falsehood and immorality. In other words, he tells us to hold everything that we believe, everything that we learn, everything that we hear, everything the world throws at us. We have to hold that up to scripture. He says, don't be deceived. And then he encourages us. He says, contend for the faith and live as Christ lived and as he instructed us to live. Then we also saw that Jude reminds us of God's rescue and his wrath. He reminds us of just how far God is willing to go to save his beloved children. That's you and me. And he also reminds us of how heavy God's wrath is for those who choose to reject him, right? In the book of John, it talks about Jesus leaves the 99 to go after the one. His pursuit of his children is intentional and it's intense and he will chase us down. There's nothing he will let get in his way to get to his children, to the ones who are going to choose him. But His wrath is pretty heavy for those who choose to reject him. Okay, then in our last message, our last time together, we saw that Jude, he pointed us to the warnings of Christ's other apostles, John, Peter, Paul. Um, he, He points us to some places where they're all warning us about the same things, about these false teachers and these godless men. They're going to creep in, these heretics. They're going to 
come up with these cults and these other things that they kind of look like Christianity. They're kind of looking similar, but they're just not, their foundation isn't right. Their foundation is not strong. It's founded on falsehood. Okay. I want us to look right here. Um, remember last week or last episode, we read verses, uh, let's see, Jude verses 17, 18, and 19. I want to read those again for us as we move in to our message for today. Jude says, But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, In the last times, there will be scoffers who will, who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. Okay, so here we are. Okay, we've we kind of reflected on what we've learned thus far. Okay, Jude, so we're on guard. Our eyes are open. We don't want to be we don't want to be deceived, right? We don't want to live like the rest of the world. Okay, Jude. So now what? That's what we're looking at today. Now what? Okay, we get it. You've warned us. We see all these things that you've told us are going to happen and we see them happening. Now what do we do? Pick it up with me. Um, it's still in the in the book of Jude. Let's start in verse 20. I'm going to read verses 20 through 22. Jude says, But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Okay. Friends, if we are going to be successful at these things we just talked about, if we're going to be successful at contending for the faith that's been entrusted to us, if we're going to reject falsehood and immorality, if we're going to remember the times God rescued us and also remember his wrath for those who've rejected him, all these things that Jude's been teaching us about, if we're going to remember the other warnings of Christ's apostles, Jude says, we must build our faith. We must build our faith. Right here in verse 20, he says, but you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. So how do we do that? Okay, he answers it right after he tells us to do it. That's what I love about scripture. He he answers it for us. We just have to unpack it. We've got to be able to, to look at it word by word, verse by verse. We've got to dissect it. The first thing he says here is prayer. One of the ways we build ourselves up in our faith is through prayer. He says, pray in the Holy Spirit. I want us to look at another place in scripture where Paul speaks to the same thing in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 18, I'll read it for us. Paul says, as he's talking about the armor of God, and he goes through all the different pieces of the putting on the armor of God. And then in verse 18, he says, after he talks about all the different armor that we put on, the helmet of salvation, the, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, okay, the sword, which is the word of God. He goes on and he says, and... 
pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. For the saints, that's that's us. That's all of God's children. That's all of God's people. Keep on praying for each other. Pray in the Spirit. He says, be alert and keep on praying. You guys, this got me thinking why why do you think that so often it is that prayer seems to be our last line of defense? It's the thing we do when we don't know what else to do. When we've tried everything else, then we pray. You guys, right here, as Paul talks through the armor of God, we see where he says, pray in the spirit on all occasions. Right after he finishes saying, take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions. That's our number one offensive weapon against the schemes of the enemy. Prayer, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying the word of God over our lives, over our hardships, over our challenges, over our sicknesses, over the enemy that attacks us every day in different ways. That is why Jude is saying, you want to be strong in your faith? You want to build your faith? Then don't skimp on prayer. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Usher in the power of heaven in every area of your life. That's prayer. And then Jude goes on, um, back to the book of Jude. I'll read verse 21 for us again. He goes on in verse 21, and he says, Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Keep yourselves in God's love. This is the other thing as he's talking about. Build yourselves up in your faith. Pray. And then he says, keep yourselves in God's love. So how do we do that? How do we keep ourselves in God's love? Well, this brought to mind for me John 3.16. Probably a verse you guys know pretty well. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. I mean, if God's love for us is so big that he sent his son to die for us, It just makes sense to me that his son is our direct access to his love. Okay, so how do we build up our faith? So far we've seen it. Number one, prayer. Number two, we just read it. Stay close to Christ. How do we do that? How do we stay close to Christ? How do we keep ourselves in God's love by staying close to our Savior? I think one simple way to do that is by reading the Gospels, by knowing Him and the life that He lived. As we read the Gospels, if we, as we read the words of Christ and we focus on the life that He lived, His words take up residence in our hearts. They take up residence in our bones. And we begin to live it out. The words and the life of Christ is in every page of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are our Gospels. I think 
We need to be reading something, even if it's just one verse. Read something from one of those books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, every day. Read something from one of those books every day. Stay close to Christ. You know, I love my times of studying the Old Testament. I've learned so much uh, just about the our God and how faithful he is and, and just the, the character of God through reading the Old Testament and, and watching the way he loved the Israelites and 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 punish the Israelites even. You know, God punishes those who he loves. It's like a, a parent disciplining a child, right? We discipline our children because we love them and we want what's best for them. And so I learned so much about the character of God through the Old Testament. Every word points to Christ. But there are times where I just need to bathe myself in Jesus. I just need to to bask in him and his glory and who he was and all that he said, all that he did. The words of Christ in the New Testament and those gospels, they're like healing salve for my soul. Revisit them. Take a minute. Open the book. Read. Just pick one. Just read through just a little bit every day. Okay, let's go back to Jude. Let's um, look at verses 22 and 23. It says, be merciful to those who doubt. Snatch others from the fire and save them. To others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Wow. Okay. This is my favorite part of our text today. To me here, I see three different groups of people in Jude's words, okay? So first he says, be merciful to those who doubt. Be merciful to those who doubt. To me, this speaks to a group of people, those who are still not sure of what they believe, what they believe to be true about God or about Jesus. Maybe they're still wrestling with it all. Or maybe they are 100% saved, but like all of us, at times they wrestle with unbelief and they need a, a godly Christian friend alongside of them to speak truth into that unbelief, right? Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. I think Jude is saying here, be merciful. Literally, be full of mercy for them. Because at times that could be us, right? At times that could be us and our unbelief and our doubt. And we need those who are going to love us through it and be merciful to us as well. We have to be patient with them. We have to be patient with those who are who are doubting. Give them time to work through and process and let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting in their lives. It's his job to draw them to himself. And in our patience, what are we doing? In our patience with them, we're praying for them. And you guys, that's not nothing. Prayer is not passive. Prayer is the most active, love-filled thing we can do for anyone in our lives who doesn't know the Lord yet. Pray for them. Pray for the Holy Spirit to reach down into their heart and reveal himself to them. The second group I see here in Jude verse 23, um, Jude says, snatch others from the fire. And we know he's not talking about the same people he's asking us to be merciful with because he says, snatch others. So these are other people than the first people we're talking about. Snatch others from the fire and save them. 
You guys, these are not the same people who are trying to figure things out. These are those being pulled into sin. They might be saved. They might be Christians. They they might be friends and family, other believers in our lives who are getting too close to that fire of sin and temptation in their lives. Jude says, grab them, pull them out, save them. This isn't just a quiet little relationship with your brother or your sister or your best friend. If they are about to be pulled into sin, he says, snatch them from the fire and save them. You guys, it is our duty and our responsibility out of love to speak into each other's lives. If we see a brother or sister in Christ about to be burned by sin, don't just look the other way. The world would tell us to mind our own business, right? To lay low, don't get involved or stick your nose where it doesn't belong. Don't rock the boat. No, Jude says, save them, snatch them from the fire. We have to pray for the courage and the right words to speak truth into the lives of the people we love, especially when we see them going down the wrong road. Okay, the third group Jude speaks to here in verse 23 He says, let's start at 22 and keep going. I want you to hear it again. Be merciful to those who doubt. There's number one. Snatch others from the fire and save them. There's our second group we just talked about. To others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. The third group that Jude is speaking about here. To others, show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. Here Jude is talking about those who are steeped in sin. Those who are living ungodly lives, who don't know the Lord and their lives show it. Or those who maybe knew the Lord but have wandered from him, who have chosen their sin, chosen their flesh over God. Jude is saying, approach cautiously, show mercy. Yes, absolutely. We need to be a light to these people. We need to share the gospel and the hope that we have in Christ. But Jude says, show mercy mixed with fear. This is a healthy fear, you guys. It doesn't mean be afraid of these people. Jesus loved people, all people. He dined with tax collectors and he rescued prostitutes. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid of the sinner. He wasn't afraid of it at all. He's Christ. He's God. But once they had an encounter with him, he did say, go and sin no more. He didn't tolerate sin. It had to stop. And once they had an encounter with Jesus, they wanted to stop, right? They wanted what he had. They wanted what he, what, what he was offering them. And what Jude is saying here is love the sinner, but hate the sin. Hate the sin so much that even the clothing stained with sin offends you. It disgusts you. Jude says, be careful. Don't get pulled into their sin. Don't start 
watching what they're watching. Don't start talking how they're talking. Don't start doing what they're doing. Don't get so close that you're tempted by it. We have to be careful about becoming complacent about sin that the rest of the world has decided isn't so bad. You know, like sin the world might call acceptable sin. Because you guys, that's how Satan works. It's a slow fade, right? Have you guys ever heard that song? It's a slow fade. It is. From A to Z. We talked about that in our episode about rejecting falsehood and immorality. You know, it's A to Z so slowly that we run the risk of becoming numb to the ugliness of sin. And pretty soon, certain sins don't even offend our senses anymore. Jude says, love the sinner, but hate their sin. Hate their sin. In Jude's last words to us, verses 24 and 25, he wraps things up much like he started with Jesus. He points us to Christ. He knows he's laid all this hard stuff on us, right? These warnings, these challenges, all this conviction. And then he says in verse 24, to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. To him who is able to keep you from falling. Remember how Jude started his letter in verse 1. To those who have been called who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. That's our verse one. He's saying, remember whose you are. Remember who you belong to. You've been ransomed. You were bought at a price. Christ hung on that cross for you. For every last one of us, every sin. And then in verse 24, he tells us again, after all this hard stuff that he's walked us through, that he's told us is going to happen, he says, you are kept by Christ and he can keep you from falling. He's got you. He will keep you from that pit of sin. He will help you to guard your heart from temptation. He will be the one to reveal falsehood and lies and the schemes of the enemy. Jesus. And then, I just love it, in verse 25, he, Jude just breaks into worship. It's like, after all this, as he turns it back to Christ, he can't help himself. He just can't contain it anymore. And he breaks into worship. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. We build our faith. We pray. We cling to Christ. 
We help others who are battling. We battle with them. And praise. We worship the one who is able to keep us from falling. Hey, Jude. Mm. Pray with me. Father God, oh, our Lord, you are a good God. I praise you and thank you for your word, for your truth, Lord. It excites me like nothing else. I don't know, 15 years ago, I don't think I could have made a statement like that. I'm so grateful for your patience. So grateful for the way you call us out of sin, love us out of that pit, draw us to yourself. So grateful that I heard you calling my name. I pray now for those who are listening to this message, Lord, your Holy Spirit is working on their hearts and you are calling their name. You have left the 99. You have chased after them. There is nothing you won't do to get to those who love you, who have been called according to your purpose. I pray right now, Lord, that they would hear your voice, that they would surrender their lives and chase after you with everything they have because you're worth it. You are worth it. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Our next episode, we will be starting a brand new series on prayer. Okay. God has really been working on me in this area. He's been working on my entire family. Um, my in-laws are living with us right now. It's just an awesome time together as they're building a house. Um, they already sold their other house. So they're living with us in the meantime. So it's been some really awesome conversations around the dinner table and over coffee. My husband and, and my mother-in-law, my father-in-law and me, and we just see so much that he's revealing to us right now in this area about prayer. And so um, it's led me here and I am excited to share with you guys what I'm learning. Don't miss it. It's going to be good. I hope. I, I mean, he shows up week after week and keeps giving us things to talk about. So as long as he keeps showing up and giving me things to say, I will keep on saying them. In the meantime, find us on Facebook if you haven't already. It's really easy to do. Just search The Skinny with Jesus and add yourself there. All are welcome. You can invite friends and family. The more, the merrier. Until next time, friends, please know that I am praying for you, for every person this message reaches. May you be drawn in just a little closer to our King, Jesus Christ. And may you rest in his great love for you today. Bye now.